When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to Amazon.com slash apply. That's Amazon.com slash apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of Pararone, Pararone, Pararone. And in this episode, I'll be talking to Eric Lawler, a stand-up comedian and actor who many people will know from his part in Fair City. And uh, he was discovered as a stand-up on Des Bishop's show from quite a few years ago called Joy in the Hood. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, driving back from a gig in the Roisin Dove in Galway. It's 1.35 a.m. Driving down the motorway. Hmm. It was a, not a normal gig. I was compare at a competition for stand-up comedians. Sixteen in all comedians were eliminated down to eight, then down to four, then down to two. Um, so for me, it wasn't a stressful night, but for many of those comedians, I could see that, that, that it's tough. It's tough because initially, every comedian of all 16 of them only got two minutes two minutes to go on and eight of those were eliminated on the first round so to uh, to to just go out after two minutes it's pretty cruel considering <laughs> it's it's there's very little you can t- to differentiate one and one from another sometimes and uh, god i felt for it be- felt for them because i was in similar positions years ago but not in a competition area uh, yeah I did do a competition in London so I went all the way to London to do one and didn't didn't get you know through to the next round uh, and I also uh, did open spots in London and uh, I even did spots there weren't actually open spots were just spots in clubs and just fly all the way to London to do seven ten minutes uh, there's things you have to do, though. We have to do, we have to do it. Uh, but the competition's very unfair in a way because you can't really get it. It suits certain styles of comedy. Obviously, if you're doing uh, uh, one liners, two minutes is going to suit you a lot better than if you've got, uh, you know, the stories. So, in that way, it doesn't really work. But I mean, it's all stage time and, and it's all. Uh, giving you the experience so but uh, yeah it was good fun so I'm on my way uh, back and the thing is I'm doing a, a 
digital marketing course for a couple of weeks. So uh, for the last week and a half, I've been going into college at uh, getting up at half six in the morning and going in. Uh, and uh, luckily, last week I was only gigging in the weekend, so it didn't particularly interfere. But this week it is because I'm uh, I'm coming back. What will I get back at two, three, or four in the morning? I'm running, whatever, three in the morning, probably. and I'm up at six, half six. But maybe I could try go for seven, and I've got to do that as well on a Thursday night. So yeah, well, it's good because I'm learning so much about um. MailChimp and Google Ads and search engine optimization uh, and uh, Google Analytics. Yep. Well, I think I'm learning. I hope I'm learning. I haven't put that into to uh, think uh, into. Uh, I haven't had time to actually put it into work but uh, I'll see how it goes now so uh, I did a song there the other night for Pint Baby and if anyone's listening outside the country Pint Baby is a a little baby that was uh, seen drinking a pint on film from the 90s and it was re uh, broadcast recently and it went viral this uh, film of a mother Giving her little baby a sup of Guinness or stout, anyway, it may not have been Guinness, uh, in a pub. And, uh, well, I guess um, uh, it was the 90s, though, so it wasn't like the second 70s when it wasn't that long. To me, that's not too long ago. And uh, I did a little song about the. About the uh, called Pint Pint Baby or whatever and I just put it up on Facebook I suppose I'm, this is kind of part of the digital marketing age where you do things like that and uh, and the mother of the baby contacted me and went oh I love the song so it's just a weird isn't it the way we live today that something happens on TV I react to it and then the mother of the baby the, the, uh, contacts me and goes I love the song and blah 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 um so uh, that's been going on. That's been happening. That's been happening. So yeah, you can check it out on my Facebook anyway. I put up that song. Uh, hashtag Pint Baby. Uh, yeah. I've been to see a few films recently. So I went to see Moonlight on Sunday. And it uh, blew me away. Bloody uh, music is incredible as well. If you check out this po- uh, podcast, uh, Song Exploder, the um, the composer of the music for Moonlight talks about that. Also, the composer for La La Land talks about uh, writing music and uh, the audition song from La La Land. And so, I highly recommend that that uh, podcast. Did I call it an app? Fucking podcast. Uh, oh shit, my fucking oil light has come on. Oh dear, I better I better put some oil in my engine. I'm going to pull over now. I'll put some oil in my engine. So you can have a listen to uh, 
to uh, Eric Lawler, and I'll see you on the other side. Hopefully, I get home. I hope I know I have some oil in in the boot of the car. I'm pretty sure I'm prepared for this little emergency. This little auto emergency. Okay, Eric Lawler. Yeah. Yeah, here we are. Yeah, we're going. Yeah. Okay, so uh, uh, where am I? Where are we here, Eric? What's we're the address? In, we're in Poppentry. Poppentry, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Uh, it's it's the town between Finglas and Ballymun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like yeah. Ireland between Iraq and Israel. <laughs> yeah. The UN Council. <laughs> yeah. I know, it's a lovely, lovely area. <laughs> I know, it's nice. Yeah, it's quiet. Yeah. yeah. We got a nice little area. These are co-op houses, so we basically bought mm. the land off the Dublin County Council. Yeah. And we hired our own architect. That's and, my uh, phone, is it? Yeah, that's your phone. There, yeah, right? okay, <laughs> And it, uh, and we uh, we all got together and, and built these houses like fourteen years ago, and uh, we got oh, a decent see? price. Yeah. How do you mean we a, a group? The, the of group of uh, the group of people who formed the housing co-op in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The yeah. group of people who formed the housing co-op in the first place. <laughs> they all got together. We were lucky because this co-op had already been established, and we'd heard about it, and it was mm. a waiting list, and then. It was going on for a few years, and then somebody who lost patience and dropped out, and we jumped in, and the house got built about nine months nine months later. So we were yeah. delighted; we were very lucky. So you all get together, and then you get an architect, buy yeah. the land, buy the land arch- off the council, yeah, and uh, and then we all got an architect who did us who designed the house with our consultation, yeah, as a group, yeah, and uh, yeah, and 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 we got it for a, a much reduced fee uh, wow. in terms of yeah, like building our own house kind of thing, but yeah, with other people involved, and. Uh, yeah, it's the best thing we ever did. Like 14 years ago, I don't think I would have been able to afford a house at normal prices the way people, God love them, have to pay these days. Like you know, Yeah, in Dublin. Yeah, like. in Dublin, yeah. I'm very lucky. Very well, lucky. that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, it's a converted attic, two-story, two four-bedroom gaff, like, you know. Right. And we're facing the park there. It's a nice little view. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it was like, uh, you'd have to get planning permission, would you, and all that? Yeah, well, the like, county council, mm-hmm. part of the co-op deal that they had was they already had the planning permission. They were trying to encourage yeah. people to do this, like, you know. And oh, really? a lot of housing co-ops got set up around Finglas and Ballymun, and, and we got on to this one. And, and uh, you'd hire the uh, builders yourself? Yeah, yeah. And he did the whole, you know, the the, the whole snag list. Uh, mm. uh, some people had the option of maybe having a downstairs bathroom or a converted attic. I didn't. I don't think there was any competition there, Joe. Converted attic for me. Yeah. I don't really have an pee downstairs, to be honest with you, especially not in the kitchen. We know we went with a, we went with a, a, a utility room. <laughs> yes, and it's better. Uh, gravity is great for <laughs> yeah. a toilet. I find that as well, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder what it's like in space, though. <laughs> like that is no, it. It must be. Uh, I don't know what plumbers are gonna do when we start building in space. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like sooner or later, like they're already look, planning missions to Mars now, aren't they? Yeah, and have they really yeah. looked into that the gravitational pull? <laughs> yeah. of stuff from your uh, bells and yeah. your uterus. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd say they'll shoot everything off into space. Yeah, and uh, that'll be the first thing that aliens will get hit with as they're coming towards. I was watching. I was watching a video on Facebook yesterday, of course, yeah. and um, Indonesia the other day. Yeah, these massive big spaceships in the sky, like just hovering low over the city. No, and, and you know, obviously, you're going. Yeah, is it is it real? Is it fake? And but a lot of people are going. What the 
Okay. Really? How can you explain this? Yeah, I'm just trying to find it. I'll show it to you in a minute. But uh, just like huge spaceships just traveling slowly over this Indonesian city. Oh, it's on video. On Facebook, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, you know, you're always... It's, it's very hard to believe that these days, Joe. Well, it's very hard to believe anything is true or false now with Trump becoming yeah. president. I mean, that's just madness. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's like... Uh, Homer Simpson becoming president. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, so. you couldn't have picked a, a better or worse analogy there, Joe, but it's, mm. it's heartbreaking to find that the, the leader of the free world is, mm. is, 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 to all intents and purposes, a fascist. Yeah, <laughs> and, and he's just making up mad laws. Yeah. I mean, surely it'll end up being mad. I mean, he'd probably say you have to... Like in the Woody Allen film... Uh, What's the film? Bananas, where the dictator says, uh, from now on, everyone must wear their underpants outside their trousers. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think that's on the way, Joe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, there's, 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 the only kind of hope we have is that um, you would hope, people are saying it's inevitable, that he will be impeached because yeah. he's, uh, he's, he's like, I mean, this, this, this Muslim ban is totally unconstitutional. It's completely mm. against what America stands for. Yeah. Um, but and then I read, I mean, oh, I don't know, you see, again, I don't know what to believe and what to read. Somebody said it's only a 90-day ban. Yeah, that's a 90-day, yeah, that's right. Right, yeah, so the executive yeah, order was for 90 days. So what, what when the 90 days are up, they're allowed back in? Then uh, maybe was stopped, he'll try something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't make any sense anyway, because uh, I suppose there's some statistics about uh, the terrorist attacks in the last... 10 years or something oh, yeah. none of them have been Syrians none of them have been uh, refugees oh I think two the, had been refugees two, two killings had been refugees right and 1.8 million from their local lads with, with their own guns yeah like that's just phenomenal isn't it yeah so I mean it just defies uh, logic Joe and more people have been killed by being hit by a bus or, or, or a donkey or hundreds of people are, yeah. are hit by lightning or whatever <laughs> you know so they should really ban all of those things <laughs> ban lightning yeah um, so um, so did you grow up near here you grew up yeah I'm, up the road. I'm originally from Finglas uh, yeah. Joe which is across the park there um, living on the great divide here I am of the, mm-hmm. I'm living on the very tense border of Ballymona Finglas in Poppentry here and I can yeah. see my, my peace, hometown there Poppentry is the peace wall yeah it? it is yeah 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 <laughs> basically <laughs> it's, that's why it's, it's, it sounds so, 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 so fairy tale Poppentry Poppentry yeah it's like yeah. a fairy tale Poppentry <laughs> mm. but um, yeah no I grew up in Finglas well no when, when I was born when I was a baby uh, up to the age of four I lived in um, in Fairview down mm. in the down in down in Fairview. Well, I know Fairview. It's in Fairview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> down there. Yeah, in St. Bridges Cottages, and then yeah. we manda uh, bought a house, bought our first proper house out in Finglas, and yeah. uh, we moved out there. And then I, I, I lived there till I was about twenty-two, twenty-one, yeah. twenty-two or so. Have you, you many brothers and sisters? I have. I'm the eldest of four. Yeah. I've got a, a two sisters and a brother. One of my sisters lives in America, in um, in Long Beach. Um, what a life she has I'm not jealous at all mm. and uh, my other sister lives across the way there in, in Finglas and my brother is uh, is a complete dosser but he's, he's, he has a great life he's a DJ but he's also a Bank of Ireland manager really? Joe. yeah what a, what a double life that is well, well, <laughs> and he's just got DJ made he's just got promoted uh, he's just made manager of my bank in Finglas so I'm going to have to go to my little brother <laughs> If I ever want a loan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't really pull the wool over. No, you can't. No, no. No, it's uh, home improvements. Uh, I've seen your home. Yeah, <laughs> you know, this yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, no, it's no home improvements. You're going yeah, on a holiday to a beach. Uh, I am. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's cool. And uh, so were you ever, like, involved in any kind of, you know, stage thing growing up at school or anything like that? Or, um, like, I, I, not really. I mean, I, I kind of... 
you know, obviously, like all kids, they're, they're in their nativity plays and all that when they're little kids yeah. and all that. I suppose when I got to um, when I got to sixth class in no, sorry, when I got to first year when I moved to Benevolent College up in Finglas, uh, they used to have this talent show. Uh, at Christmas, so everybody be in the band or to be magicians or just stupid. But uh, once or twice, I would MC that. So they'd have me, they'd, Eric, will you go up and MC that? And I go, mm. okay, right. And I'd stand up there in a suit, <laughs> trying to look like a presenter. Yeah. And but the, 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 all the teachers were the judges, like five or six of them in the front panel. And I just spent the whole time just slagging them off and, and, and being really cool with all the kids. I was the coolest kid in the school yeah. because I was able to rip them off in the guise of a presenter having yeah. banter with the teachers like you know but then you, you know one or two of the teachers be like yeah I won't remember I, I won't forget this Lawler you know I'll have you back in my class next week I won't forget this kind of thing like you know yeah. and they were smiling through gritted teeth you know yeah <laughs> that's really funny I guess that's really funny when you see what I do to you and you come back into my son's <laughs> class next week you know um, and that was in, uh, in secondary school like. it was yeah, 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 so yeah kind yeah, of yeah, uh, first yeah. year second year third year I kind of did I think it's two or three years in a row I did it yeah. um, I was just a mess our job, yeah. show off, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, But then I got the job, I, I got my job, I moved to, uh, I, I did a false course for about nine months when I finished my leaving out in um, Hout, uh, Hout Junction there, Baldoyle. Yeah. And then... Uh, a false course in what? In information technology. Right. <laughs> yeah, so there was, a, there was, you were learning a programme and, and soldering, remember soldering? Oh, like, soldering, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, my son does a bit of... Circuit boards and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, no idea what I was doing. Yeah. No idea what I was doing. But it was a great course. And um, I got to know people, and there was there was a time we were coming up towards Christmas, and people were saying, and our course was finished, and they were going, they're doing uh, Christmas jobs in a, in a place called Lotus Development up in Santry. Yeah, and I says, right, I'll stick my CV in there, and I got mm. hired, mm. and uh, and I stayed there for twenty odd years because I got taken over by IBM then. Twenty um, years you were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, yeah. Uh, I kind of I went through the rank. I on the assembly line started off in the assembly line. Yeah, spent a couple of years in, in various production uh, stores warehousing and then I start going into the offices and then you know loads of jobs later and the last job I had was um, as a sales kind of executive in IBM and I was mm. I was good at it because I won awards and all like you know but then mm. then the, 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 the comedy came along then so uh, like you're doing that for years uh, outside of work were you doing nothing that would be considered like no nothing at all entertainment around. nothing no. at all nothing no. at all um, the only time I'd ever the only thing I could even Loosely call entertainment would be out with me mates locked going to karaoke. That's mm. about it, and I can't sing, but that's where the entertainment was. Yeah, but again, just showing off, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose what I used to, I used to always love writing. I used to love writing short mm. stories just for my own amusement, yeah. and and it'd send them. And my mates would ask for a copy of them or whatever. And when I was in IBM. I used to write a lot of stupid short stories, and I'd send them, <coughs> circulate them amongst a few people who wanted to read them, and then they'd circulate them again. Um, and if somebody was leaving the job, Joe, they'd ask me to write their obituary, so to speak. So I'd stand up in the factory in front of three or four hundred people and I'd read out this piss take of whoever was leaving. And the police being like uproar laughing, you know. And they used to come up to me afterwards going, here, Eric, give us a printout of that, will you? Because I have to show my mates this. And I'm going, all right, right. And then it'd be an odd person saying, do you know what, man, you're wasted. You need to be doing something with this. Like you're, like you're stuck in a bloody office job here. You should be doing something. But I didn't know. I hadn't even been to a stand-up gig at that stage in my life. I didn't know what stand-up really was. I mean, obviously I knew what it was, but mm. I was like, how do you start? How do you... I didn't... I wasn't blissfully unaware of open mics or anything like that. Right. You know? Um, and then the, the the thing came out of the blue, the the, the, the Join the Hood thing. Um, so this is Join the Hood, is Des Bishop's uh, show where I think... 
his second actual yeah, it was TV second. show. Yeah. His first one was where he worked yeah. in... Yeah, <laughs> the uh, work experience. Abracadabra. Uh, the, all these, yeah, yeah. low-paid jobs. Minimum wage jobs. Minimum wage yeah. jobs, yeah. And then the second one, he was going around to, uh, I suppose what you would say is... Uh, disadvantaged communities. Disadvantaged communities. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to put that right. Uh, yeah, and uh, teaching, doing comedy classes and hope and getting maybe a few guys to move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Become comedians. Exactly. So he did Ballymun, he did Cork. Uh, yeah, not Nahini. He did South Hill and Limerick. He yeah, did uh, yeah, Tune yeah. with the Travellers in Galway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Belfast. Where I was born, Tune. Were you? Yeah, I was born oh, in Tune. Didn't know that, Just though. outside Tune. You're a Western Ireland yeah. man. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how did you hear about that? How did you? The, was the missus, she was in Ballymun Shopping Centre and she saw a poster and she yeah. rang me and woke and she said, look, I'm after seeing a thing. Now, I didn't say anything about TV or Des or anything like that. I just said, mm. do you fancy a hand at doing stand-up comedy workshops? Mm. And she rang me about it and, you know, and I was like, what? Sounds weird. And she says, well, it's next week in the Axis. You have to be there between 12 o'clock or eight, and 8 o'clock. So I remember getting off the bus that day. I said, right, I'll go for it for the crack. And I went, I was in, in IBM and I, I got off the mm. bus and I was in my sales job, so I was in my suit. And I think that's why I stuck out a little bit, Joe, because... Mm. You know, I suppose the Ballymun stereotype or whatever is the, the, the blood, the tracks out from the hats and all that. Yeah. Are Buddhist, the dirty and all that. Mm. And when I arrived into reception in the Axis, there was all these girls with application forms. Mm-hmm. And they were like, um, can you fill this out and finish these five sentences in a humorous way? And mm. I was looking at them going, do you not want me to tell you a few jokes? Mm. And she was like, no, 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 you have to go upstairs for an interview then. Mm. And I was going, an interview? This is bleeding much for a stand-up comedy workshop. You yeah, know? I didn't have to do that when I started. Did you not? Know? <laughs> <laughs> you just got up on the stage and <laughs> yeah, do it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I walked in and there was Des and Mike Casey, the producer, and a big camera. And you're kind of walking in going, what the fuck is going on here? Mm. And I kind of vaguely knew Des because even though the work experience was his probably breakthrough show, I hadn't really seen it. But you know when you're flicking channels, you might stop for a second and you see this yank yeah. talking comedy or whatever. Yeah. And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. And he introduced himself. Oh, yo, I'm Des Bishop and blah, blah, blah. And he explained to me then what was happening. Mm. And I was like, okay, right. And he says, to, uh, he just spoke to me about comedy, what I found funny, who were my comedy influences. And then the dog's trying to get out here, Joe. That's okay. Yeah. Do you want to let the dog yeah, out? So I'm going to let the dog yeah, yeah, out here. Yeah, Charlie, yeah. can't believe you're doing this Joe Rooney here in my kitchen. You're just yeah, distracting me. Charlie, the dog. And, uh, uh, and then... Uh, and what happened then, Joe, was um, they, uh, they rang me. They said, look, can we let you know in a week whether you have it or not? And a week later, in my case, the producer rang me. He said, look, we'd like to, inter- we'd like to welcome you onto the show. And I was delighted. Yeah. But then he said, look, the filming starts on Wednesday. Um, uh, can, you, can you be there? And I said, I can't. And he was like, why? Because on the previous Sunday, I was flying out to Las Vegas. Mm. on a sales conference with IBM for the week. This is not the kind of person they want from the Ballymun. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I, I said, yeah. but do, do you know what? He said, all oh, right, then we might not use you. And yeah. I, but he sensed it was a big opportunity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I rang him back and I said, look, I'm going to ring in sick. I'm not going to go to Vegas. And he went, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang, hang on a second here. He said, I, do, I don't want you to cancel your trip to Vegas. He says, but I can see that you're really hungry for this, so yeah. go to Vegas and just join up with us later. So if you ever watch the show, I think it's on YouTube still. Yeah. If you ever watch the show, the group have all met at the start. I'm not there. And I arrive in three days later looking really jet-lagged. Yeah. <laughs> looking ridiculous. But Willa, you know, obviously he Will, came Will, from the show. Willa White. Willie White, yeah. He, um, when he, he was saying to me that 
you know, uh, Des and the crew were saying, yeah, there's another guy uh, who's going to join us later, but he, he can't be here. And he's going, why, why, why? He's, well, he's, he's on a sales conference in Las Vegas. Yeah. And Will Adams going, who's this prick that's joining us? <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, not one yeah. of us, like, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and I arrived in, and it was real awkward. It was like before stay at school, you know what I mean? Because everyone was like, had formed bonds. They all knew each other anyway beforehand. Oh, I didn't did know anyone. All right, yeah. I was a yeah, complete yeah. stranger. Right. And I walked in, I felt real awkward. And it was a horrible, cringy moment in the show where Des goes, yo, yo. Eric's the new guy in the show. We all got to give him a hug. And they all came over and gave me a hug. And it's a really cringy moment. But it had to be done, I suppose. And uh, and the rest yeah. is history, Joe. Look at me now, sitting in the kitchen talking to you. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's gone really, I would say, of all the people who've come through that show, you've definitely been the more successful. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it, well, it's um, completely changed my life, Joe. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, how, 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 um, how long? Sorry, hang on a sec. Uh, yeah, hello. Yeah, that's fine. Um, how. Let, let's start though. You 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 go in there and say you've got no stand up. So you start a, writing a set. By the end of that show, did you have a set then? And well, the the whole aim of that show, Joe, was for us to do five minutes mm. in front of our local community. So we were with Des for two weeks, not every day, but most days. Mm. And we he'd he'd say to us, we'd be in a, like in a workshop environment in the Axis. Um, and he would stand up, he'd have a whiteboard there, and he's talking mm. about construction of a set and blah, blah, blah. And then he would say, right, I want you to go home, I want you to come back tomorrow with at least a minute of material. But at the time, Joe, you're thinking, a minute? Oh, where will I get a minute? It's like so long, like, you know. So long, yeah, 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 it is. <laughs> at that stage, when you're only starting, it seems so long. Mm. And we were going, and it was horrible because you'd go back in and you were doing your one minute in front of the four or the five other lads and it was so awkward, mm. you know, and it's very hard, as you know, to make a really yeah. small crowd laugh, like, it's, you know. It's really hard. It's And, and uh, are the, were the other lads kind of supportive in that way or would they be like... Ah, no, they were now in they fairness. Be, yeah, 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 they were all yeah. going, oh, yeah. It was, it was a little bit yeah. sickening after a while. Going, oh, no. You knew quite well what your manager said was rubbish, but you were going, oh, no, that was deadly. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you had to be supportive, I suppose, because we were all in the same boat. We were all bricking it. I mean, there's not many comedians, I suppose, Joe, who can say that their very first stand-up gig was broadcast to the nation, as mine no. was, like, you know, and Willie's, like, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and when I look back at it now, you go, oh, jeez, how nervous I was, how awkward I looked, and uh, uh, But I got through it, and it was, it was yeah. brilliant, you know. And uh, then did you experience. do live gigs with this? Yeah, he, 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 at the time he was doing a tour called the Fitting In Tour, yeah. so he was trying to fit into these communities, you know. Right. And, uh, uh, he brought a few of us from the show, not just myself and Willie, but a few lads from Knocknaheeny, from South Hill, on on the tour with him. And yeah. one of the gigs we did was um, live at the Marquee in uh, for the five thousand people. That's <laughs> walking out like this was like our sixth or seventh gig. Yeah. Walking out shitting. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 doing like I think we all had like two or three minutes each kind of thing. Yeah. It was a great experience and all that. But uh, I'd love to have a go at that again with the now. experience I have now and I think I might actually in June with Al so yeah. fingers crossed he doesn't change his mind before then oh, with Al, Al, <laughs> Al Porter, Porter yeah Porter. yeah yeah he's doing live with the marquee in June yeah and uh, so far I'm on the tour so we'll see <laughs> it is amazing when you get that opportunity I mean I think I did with uh, yeah I did with uh, with Pat Short and he took me on as his opening act at the time he was selling out Everywhere. It was, the, it was the biggest thing in comedy. Whole, whole month in Baker yeah. Street. Yeah, incredible. And uh, it just brings you on. Yeah, so absolutely. Much. Absolutely. Like, you, you feel great about yourself because yeah. you're making a, a bigger audience laugh. And a bigger audience are easier. Oh, totally. Without a shadow. If you can make a room of 10 people laugh, you can make a 1,000 people yeah. laugh. You know? Because... 
in a small room, small uh, small environment, people are self-conscious. They're less likely to laugh. They yeah. think if they laugh, you're going to pick on them. You know, why in, would in you pick on someone room, for laughing? If you've got ten people <laughs> and only five of them are laughing, it's not great. But if you've got <laughs> a thousand people and five hundred of them yeah. are laughing, it's huge. It's grand. <laughs> <laughs> you've also got longer laughs, so yeah. you have time to think of the yeah, 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 yeah. If you have an ad lib, absolutely. You have time to think, yeah. And it does. You're right. It, 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 like, it puts a spring in your step. You're, you're, like you're, you're coming out of the gig feeling ten feet tall. You're going. Do you know I'm good at this? I'm actually good at this. You know, you don't have like you're gone as the crippling self doubt. I think you know you're going. Yeah, I can do a job here. I'm not bad actually. I'm all right. Like you know, right? Yeah, it's a great yeah. thing for your confidence. I think. No, you know? it's brilliant. Mm. So then, uh, like you, you must have, obviously that show is over, and maybe you're not gigging with Des. And I suppose the reality of being yeah working for yourself kicks in. Is, yeah. Did you, like, did you give up the job then? Or well, no, it wasn't that same job. No, but I mean, no. yeah. I mean, just go back to that. That that you're dead right. We were spoiled because we all yeah. we were doing were these Vicar Street shows, Cork Opera House, the UL, beautiful big 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 theatre gigs. Yeah. And then we had to go on the on the treadmill that mm. is the the Irish comedy circuit mm. and start doing open spots. I was doing them down in Cuba and Galway. I was doing them everywhere, Cork Opera House, everywhere. The Half Million Theatre at the time. I, I remember doing my first open spot there. And uh, and the international, the halfpenny, doing the whole lot, um, and it was it was it was tough going from a thousand seater to eight or nine people in the in the, in the yeah. back back pub in the back room of a pub somewhere. Yeah. But again, that's where you really learn stuff as well. Like you really learn how to to craft your material, how to you know become present on stage, use your presence, and mm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, you're still going. This is crap. I <laughs> one big rooms. This is shite. <laughs> but, uh, I know. But, uh, <coughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, it must be a big company. I remember actually once in Drogheda, there was a couple of lads who played in the Oasis band, where they were taken from another band and then they joined Oasis. I can't remember. But anyway, the Oasis obviously were on a hiatus and they booked a gig in Drogheda. And no way, two people turned up. Sure up. Yeah. Really? They were on an Oasis gig. They, they weren't Oasis. But two lads from Oasis. But they were in Oasis. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The presumed they, they played. Two people turned up. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that. I don't feel so bad now. I, don't, <laughs> yeah. I had a gig during the summer, which I wrote a big article for, Joe.ie. Uh, um, I yeah. did my own show in Tullamore, and five people turned up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I called the article Tullamore or Less. Yeah. Hey! All right, here. Do you like that, Very good. Very good. I've been at a few things like that that were on radio. I, I've. Uh, uh, I won't say who, but they had a, a morning show and uh, they wanted to do a big thing. Like, we're going to get the country back to work. This was after um, the recession kicked yeah. in, right? And yeah. we're going to do a big thing and we're doing it. And they had a, booked a room in a hotel and pe- people were meant to turn up and, you know, and offer each other jobs. And I, tu- and they, I was turned up to do the comedy. There was a massive room and about five people in it. But they were oh. they were on radio. Oh, they're so they were just, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's but, the beauty of radio, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah. God, we're going to have to keep the voices down here because it's absolutely rammed here. Yeah. Rammed. Like this kitchen joke, it's rammed here. <laughs> yeah. All you listeners, actually, my kitchen's absolutely packed here. We're having a job conference. <laughs> but but, it's, funny. <laughs> it's funny that way. So how, 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 how like, long then into it did you feel I waited. You give up? I'd say probably, um, I'm doing comedy 11 years now, Joe. Mm. I think it was about, like, obviously I wanted to be absolutely sure that I could do it first and that, Mm. you know, there was potential to make a living from it. Mm. I think that was cruelly exposed. Um, But, But, like, the the, uh, difference between having a steady job and doing this where you are... You know, you really don't know from maybe like maybe six months ahead, or maybe you know. Oh, it's it's yeah, like it's, it's, it's. But you know that it's it's such a cliche job. But you only get one life. 
and, mm. and, and I, I didn't want to be 50 and looking back and regretting not yeah. taking a chance and I mean it was a massive chance a huge chance a huge risk right yeah you know as I said I had a good job at a pension I had a health plan I had the works and yeah. I was winning awards and it was actually the, I was doing comedy I think about three years at the time and I won this award in IBM an IBM Global Sales Award okay mm. and what they do is every quarter they pick for, there's like the IBM sales staff globally I think is about 50,000 strong right all around the world mm. and they pick 20 people from around the world and I was one of them and they fly them off to a city um, for the weekend from Thursday to Monday and with their partners and myself and the missus were flown to Rome and it was an unbelievable experience we stayed in the very best hotel in Rome mm. excuse me we were brought to every the top restaurants in Rome every night when we went back to the hotel room there was a new gift on the pillow like a necklace for her or a watch for me incredible and on the last night they said to us Roy we want you all to meet in the lobby uh, and dress for evening wear. So I put my suit on, the missus put a dress on, and the 20 couples went downstairs to the lobby. And outside the hotel was 20 horse-drawn carriages, okay? And we came onto the horse-drawn carriages, and they brought us up the hills of Rome into a palace. Mm. And we had a seven-course meal with opera singing. And there was, a bit, um, there was a moment during the meal where my missus turned around to me and says, you can fuck right off if you think you're quitting this for comedy. Right? Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it kind of floated the idea at yeah. that stage. Yeah. But she, um, thankfully, she, 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 she kind of supported She supported well, that, me, obviously. How, yeah, how big of a decision is that for you and your wife? It was I mean, massive. It was like, massive. Now, did I you didn't, talk about it a lot? <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, we did. Like, I mean, yeah. like, I, I, but you know, she'd seen the gig. She'd seen the reactions I was getting as well. And there was a couple of nice reviews written. And, you know, I'd spoken to the likes of Des at length about it. I'd yeah. spoken to Jason, Jason Bourne, a, a very good friend of mine, obviously. And he's, he, he, they've been... They were of the opinion as well that I could make a go of it. And, you know, yeah. they're, they're people's uh, opinions I trust. Yeah. Um, but still, I didn't want to walk away after all that service with nothing. Now I hounded them for about a year because I knew they were giving out little golden handshakes and little redundancies and all that. Mm, and mm. I didn't want to leave empty-handed, mm. you know. Um, and I kind of called their bluff and I said, right, I'm not moving, I'm not moving, but I do want to leave. I'm not moving. And then I got a phone call. I think I, about a year after I first inquired from HR going, look, we might have a little package here for you. And I went down and I went, yeah, where do I sign? <laughs> right, yeah. And I did and I'm gone. And it's still, I'm still delighted I did it. Like there's been a yeah. lot of tough days, Joe. There's been, you know, as yourself in this game, it's yeah. tough to, you don't know when the next pay, pay, wage packet is coming in and uh, and your old money. Sometimes you do a gig, you don't get paid three months I, for it. Like, you know. And the comedy scene has changed a lot because there was a time when it was booming, live comedy was booming. And yeah. then it really, gigs everywhere. Arse dropped out yeah. of it. Not just in Ireland, in, in the UK as well. Yeah, and, and it is hard. Um, you do have to make your own. It's back now. But I think so, yeah. Mm. I, I've seen, mm. I've seen, like in the last year, there's been an upturn, I think. People mm. are out spending money again. Gigs yeah. are getting popped up. What I, I don't know if it's just the recession. I think uh, it's more to it than that. I think, think so? there was too many comedians. Yeah. People opening clubs up where it was free oh, in yeah. and you get free pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, also as well, Joe, the quality was dropping then. of shite comedians. Yeah. And then, you know, that, that people are tarnished with the same brush. People are going into these gigs and the, the quality might not be that good. Yeah. And then they think that's Irish comedy. Yeah. Every gig is like that. Yeah. But it's not, obviously, you know. Because um, uh, I, I know it, it happened in the US as well. Uh, have you ever listened? I was listening to uh, Louis C.K. talking about uh, when he was 
a regular gigging comedian. I think he was he was saying, oh, this is great. I'm getting three gigs a night, and I've got my little moped, and I go from one gig to the other, and it's all sweet. And then he got hit by a car. <laughs> and, uh, Put a stop to his gallop. And uh, he was off the road for six or three months or whatever. And by the time he came back, the arse had dropped out of the U.S. comedy wow. scene, and there was feck all gigs. So he Do really, you think that, the, 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 does he does he equate that with him being knocked off the bike? Yes. <laughs> the, the audience thought, well, Lucy Gay isn't, isn't gigging, so uh, there's no point in seeing any comedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, if he hadn't been knocked off that bike, the comedy yeah. would have been still striving. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. I wonder who got knocked off the bike here and caused our crash. Who got knocked off the bike? <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't a, I, I don't want to mention names. But, no, uh, <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah. So, uh, so no, so it is, is a struggle. You've done a bit of acting as well. Uh, yeah. So that, yeah. Uh, what, what you've done, um, apart from, you're, I know you're doing Fair City. Yeah, Fair but, City. Uh, I've, done, but, I've done a few short films, like yourself, Joe, and uh, it's, it's, it, it kind of came from... Um, but that's like something that you hadn't done before no, as well. No, this is it. Like, the, the, this, 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 jump to do, this jump to do comedy has opened up doors for me, Joe, yeah. obviously, you know. And like it was Lisa Richards who said to me, look, we have an audition for you for um, for Love Hate, mm. and I was a big, massive fan of Love Hate. I think it was seri- for series two, mm. and I went down to Factory Studios. I met Maureen Hughes, who's an amazing woman. She's she's the casting director, just not only for Love Hate, but some many great Irish films. And mm. I remember doing the audition, and uh, when I was doing it, she was saying, "That's very good. That's very good." And I was going, "She probably bleeds says that to everyone, like you know, just mm. to calm them." But mm. I had learned subsequently that if she didn't think you were good, she would tell you. All she right. said, "That's rubbish," you know. But so I got a call back, and I did it. And then I um, I was told I had the part. Mm. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, I couldn't. I was over the moon. Told me friends and family, but then the next day, I got a call saying, "Look, sorry, um, <laughs> there was a mistake, and uh, you're not in it." Um, the you know, RT have the final say um, mm. because they're budgeting for the show, and it was. I, sp- I would, I would imagine, it was a complete lack of experience. I didn't have any acting credentials at all, like you know. So, so um, you were, you were, you were cast by for, for, the uh, director for a few hours, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and then the, 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 the was the pulled men from in suits. It. Yeah, yeah. Whoever, I mean, listen, rightly or wrongly, it happened. And but the great thing about that was Maureen. Um, Maureen called me in. She said, "Look, I want to come in and have a chat with you." And uh, and she went in and she said, "Look." Um, we're starting up this new screen acting course in Factory mm. uh, with the likes of Kirsten Sheridan, Lance Daly, John Kearney, uh, all these directors will be working on it and they were going to handpick a few actors that they wanted to work with mm. and they asked would I be interested and it was like, it was the guinea pig course it was free and I was like yeah I'd love to and I wanted an experience and and it was all the other actors uh, from Love Hate were on the on the course and Jack Rain you know Jack Rain is in Hollywood now he's on Transformers oh, yeah. and, oh, right, yeah. and he was in well, uh, what Richard did was his yes, big breakthrough yeah, when he yeah, with, yeah. Uh, movie with Lenny Abrams and he was on the yeah. course wow. and uh, Brian Gleeson um, all these superb actors on the course and uh, and I did that for about a year on and off we met like a force when we first did it was intensive we did three weeks intensive every day nine to five and then it kind of became sporadic so it was twice a week uh, for a few hours but I learned mm. so much Joe and it opened mm. a few doors for me and uh, was I, that like you're difficult for you to let yourself do you have to let yourself go when you're doing yeah those kind of workshops oh absolutely like and, and and i did struggle with that yeah i was very self-conscious and they were like yeah. but you know the the the, the 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 kids are the the people who are into acting from a, an early age they're so into it and they, they, they were really expressive when i was going the fucking age it's stay them fucking age you know <laughs> but you do learn just to open up a little bit yeah, as but well because the kind of the, the comedy 
is a very defensive kind of thing. It's you more being cynical, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, I yeah. Know, well, sure, that's sure. You know, yeah. And the acting is completely, in a way, it's different. You've got to go with stuff. But Maureen... leaves you very open, doesn't it? It does, it does. Maureen, it shows your vulnerabilities yeah. and all that kind of thing, you know, and your yeah. insecurities and all that kind of stuff. But Maureen even said to me that, in her experience, comedians make great actors. Right. And she said it's just the sense of timing, the presence, the way you carry yourself. It said it does a lot of... Uh, pros for comedians uh, doing acting like you know mm. she wouldn't hesitate to cast a comedian because she just feels he has a lot of the tools mm. that would make a good actor yeah I, I mean I suppose with your average acting maybe but I would say if someone's going to ask you to be a really emotional or a snail or something oh yeah like what's that all do you about, think Joe? Actor, uh, comedians would be the first person to go, no, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'll but, be a tree and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, fuck off, will you? <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking tree. I was a tree in mean, nativity playing. Now fuck right off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's so. it's it was it was as I said I struggled with it at the start, but then I just kind of got into it. But the big thing is, you know, Joe, coming from a stage background to a screen acting thing, mm. is like we are. We project a lot on stage. We're very animated. Well, I am particularly yeah, animated. I'm yeah, very yeah, rubbery face and all that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and one of the big things that the directors kept saying to me was, Eric, less, less, down, less, too much. Down. We see it in the eyes. You don't need to do all that with your face. Mm. And then I got my first acting gig, right? And again, like the, the, it was, there was a show on RT there a few years ago called Amber about a child that went missing in Dublin. It was on for four Sundays in oh, a row. Yeah, yeah. Paul Dwan uh, wrote it, Gary Duggan uh, co-wrote it. It was a great. Uh, uh, Taddy Sullivan was the director. Mm. And I had a few scenes where uh, the, lead, uh, uh, the lead man, David Murray, he was, yeah. he was a great, great actor. And I did, I did a short film with him as well. He's a, he's a brilliant man. But I, um, I walked on set and I was a businessman. I had to walk into his office. So Taddy goes, oh, action. And I still had that conscience in my head, less, less, less. So I walked in, I was going, say my line was, uh, how you doing, uh, my name is Joe, Joe Smith. So I walked in and go, hello, how are you? My name is Joe Smith. So it looked like I'd had a stroke, right? Yeah. And Taddy said, cut, 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 cut. Okay, here we go and try that again. And I walked back in, hello, how are you? And Taddy went, Eric, come here. And I went, well, he said, look, he says, you're the stand-up comic, aren't you? I said, yeah. Will you just relax yeah. and have a bit of fun with it? Yeah. And I said, really? He said, yeah. So we just did it normally. Yeah. And he said, that's perfect. That's all we wanted. That's all we wanted. So there's a fine line between yeah. rigor mortis and, and, <laughs> and letting yourself go. Yeah, it's a happy the, medium. I think the hardest thing is to uh, do nothing. Like, oh, totally. Totally. Because it's, it's too... You're thinking, this is ridiculous. This is too easy. All I'm doing is... Is coming in and saying stuff. Yeah. And walking out again. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Surely if they're paying me, I have to do something. Yeah, something dramatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of the hardest things I found about Fair City, yeah. Joe, was, um, and you know, again, not that much acting experience, but going on to that set, like there were scenes in my first couple of weeks there, where I, I, mm. like Mike's character, Cottle Spillane, really dark character or whatever, and he ran this yeah. hotel at the start. So there were lots of extras in the background, right? Yeah. So I could be I could be having a scene where I'm talking to one of the other characters and I'm like, yeah, blah, 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 blah. And then that character would start talking to someone else and I'd move away to go over to the extras at the table to see if they're all right. And I found that so hard to mime. You know this... Oh, yeah. See if you are... Yeah. You, you, you can't make noise. You can't make a noise. Yeah. So you're basically miming and nodding your head and I felt so so uncomfortable. And the extras are pros at that. Yeah. And they were doing it back to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And when the, when the director said, cool, I was like, I was like going to them, oh, Jesus, sorry about that. I felt like a spa thing on that. And they were like, no, 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 that was great. It was very good. You were very good at talking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> years ago, I was an extra on Fair City. Years, Where you? Years, yeah, uh, early twenties. And uh, oh, I'd love to get I, that footage show. Oh yeah, I was actually <laughs> recognised on really? the street. I hadn't done Anton on telly. Yeah, but someone went, "You were on Fair City." I was a fucking no extra. way. That shows you how big it is. That <laughs> <laughs> shows you how big that show is. It's mental. <laughs> but uh, when you get in the extras, there's, some people are professional extras anyway. Yeah. So uh, I sit at the bar. And the extra beside me goes, right, when they shout action, knock back the point, because they have to refill it if they're doing another. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real beer as yeah, well yeah, yeah. in the, in the I think city. they copped onto that joke. They've really, changed it yeah. now, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I think they give the beer, the real beer to the to the leads, which is a little bit unfair. Oh, and the really? extras get coloured water. Oh, do they now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it used to be real. Uh, yeah, well, we started, we were drinking real Guinness in, in Kilna Scully as well. And uh, you just can't do it because... You do loads of takes, yeah, you know, and you, and for continuity, you have to keep refilling. You have to keep refilling. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, it wasn't working. It, it, we were just getting messier and messier. Right? <laughs> you didn't finish one point, but you were locked. Uh, locked. <laughs> and, uh, and then uh, it, they replaced it with uh, Coca Cola and a Guinness head, and uh, wow. that ruins you. You're farting and everything. Oh, of course, You're yeah, drinking yeah. that all day. So, so bad for you. Eventually, we just stopped drinking. We put the pint up to our mouth and just not Moima. drink it. Yeah, just put it back. Just put it back in again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I still. You're dead right, Joe. Mm. I struggle with the uh, the less and the, you know, doing less is more and all that kind of stuff mm. and doing nothing is, is so difficult to do. And I really appreciate, when I see, when I watch Fair City now mm. and some of the more basic kind of, there's not much happening scenes. It might be just a couple talking to each other. And people are very quick to judge Fair City and go, oh, yeah, it's a lot of crap. But when you look at what two actors are doing and it could be just a very menial mm. conversation about going for the shopping or whatever and with a cup of tea, like that's so difficult to do. It's so easy to do what I do in my character because everything he does is dramatic and evil. evil. Right. You know, so it's so easy. It really is. And uh, mm. But I, I have so much respect for the actors who don't have those big evil storylines. They just have these normal everyday storylines yet they make them look so real and... Yeah. And they don't look like they're overhamming it or overacting it. It's yeah. just it's just the way it is, uh, you know. And I think so the worst thing is because if you do a run-through, you, we'll just do a rehearsal uh, and you just do it and yeah. you're casual. Then when they shout action... <laughs> It's very hard to just be as casual. Yeah, I mean, that's the weirdest yeah, yeah. thing. I don't know why. Yeah. Or, or when you're feeding lines and you're off camera. Yeah. People say apparently that most act, um, a lot of self-tape auditions, uh, when someone gets someone else to feed the lines to them, mm-hmm. uh, the the directors are looking at them going, who's that person off camera? They're really good. Because people <laughs> are brilliant when they're off camera. Yes, of course. They deliver lines perfectly. Yeah, yeah. Once Self- the camera's on. You're self-conscious. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're on, you're switched on, and yeah. therefore subliminally has an effect on your performance. Yeah. But yeah, it is, it's so hard to be just casual mm. and do it nicely and do it less. Mm. The great actors do it, do yeah. it so well. When, when you were growing up in, uh, in Finglas, would you have known any of the, like, uh, Aslan fellas around? Like oh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. obviously, we, like, Aslan, um, I would have been... Uh, You're a lot younger, are you? Yeah, I would have been a few yeah. years younger than them, but I remember when Aslan broke on the scene. Actually, before they, before they became mm. Aslan, they were a band called Mila 18. Mila 18, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I used to live on Chandler's Road, and uh, I used to see Mila 18. Hey, Joe, I'm, sure, I'm going to learn so much about you, Joe. You used to live on Chandler's Road? Yeah, What the yeah. hell, just down the road here? Uh, yeah, just up the road. I lived there for about a year or two. Wow, yeah, cool. rent, rented a house there. Right. Yeah. Actually, got uh, had a party there, uh, I, I, and the cops... Uh, Invaded. Invaded it, and uh, it was mental. Uh, the story's mad. We, there was loads of punks at the party. Oh, and, deadly. And we turned the music up, and the neighbours uh, neighbors were complaining, obviously. Okay, obviously. as you do. And uh, 
the cops came and knocked on the door and someone leant out the top window and said, fuck off. <laughs> the cops. And they did fuck off, but they came back with reinforcements. They didn't knock the next time. Oh, wow. Barton the they door? They just kicked in the door. And, and that, that was, was the end mayhem. of the party. It was mayhem. They arrested people and everything. Oh, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah. We're being a loud party. Uh, yeah, but it was more yeah, fuck yeah. off. Yeah, know, yeah, really. yeah. In those days, you couldn't say that. <laughs> no, you couldn't say that to the guards. <laughs> You'd be going to clout around the ear and three days in prison. Anyway, so uh, I used to see, yeah, Mila 18. Uh, yeah, you see graffiti everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Everywhere yeah, it was. Yeah. And, and then did, you go and, did you ever go and see them, like Mila 18? No, I didn't. No. I didn't. No. I mean, the, the very first time I ever saw Aslan was, um, they were doing a gig in the Oilac car park, would you believe? Yeah, massive gig. Yeah, it was huge. Loads. Yeah. And everyone, it was, it was like a big exodus from Fingless because they were the Fingless band who were doing yeah. well and they were getting, pl- like we got a real buzz because we heard Aslan on the radio going, Jesus, they're for Fingless. And, yeah. and it made you feel great and proud because you're kind of going, Jesus, if they can do it, we can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and people, people got inspiration from it, that kind of thing. Yeah. And they brought out that album, Feel No Shame. And there's some, like, it's one of the, still to my, to my mind, it's still one of the greatest uh, Irish albums out there. It's a yeah. fantastic album, like, some brilliant, brilliant songs in it. And this that's is, called This Is on Yeah, that. This yeah. Is and, and Feel No Shame, and there's yeah. so many brilliant songs on it. But, um, Even the title, Feel No Shame. Yeah, which is yeah, basically. absolutely brilliant. And uh, yeah. they were, they, they, you know, I remember yeah. Christy, Christy at the time had a bit of a chip on his shoulder and all that, like, yeah. which was great. He was a real front man. He was a rock star, like, you yeah. know, and, and he'd be dissing Bono and you too and all in the press, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I know since then they've, they've become good friends, I apparently. Bono has visited him recently. Yeah, and Bono, like, Bono still reveres Christy as having the greatest voice in Irish music, like, mm. you know. Mm. And I think Christy said the same thing about Bono, like, you know. But Bono's, yeah. like, up the road there, Cedarwood Road is, is, is his address, which is kind of... But somehow you never... Believed Bono came from the same yeah. area. Oh, I know. Like, I mean, there's there's a bit in uh, there's a bit in the Rattling Home video where um, yeah. himself and Edge are throwing stones out into the sea, and Bono says to the Edge, no, "Listen, I love you too. I love Bono and all that. Yeah. I'd love to meet him one day if you're listening, Bono." And um, yeah. he was throwing stones out. Uh, Edge was throwing stones out into the sea, and Bono says to him, "Hey, Edge." You'd never made it into our gang in Ballymun, right? And I was thinking, they're going, ah, here now, Bono, I love you and all that, but you're not from Ballymun, you know what I mean? And yeah. in fact, one of my little, one of my first ever one-liners in stand-up was, I referred to that moment and I said, because no self-respecting Ballymunner would ever write a song called Vertigo. Yeah. Do you see what I did there, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> you're just looking at me going, yeah, the greatest yeah, joke. I oh, see, yeah, I yeah. I see what you mean, yeah, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah, yeah. But then Aslan came along and, uh, yeah, we were all yeah. so proud of them and all that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like... I've seen them a couple of times over the years. Seen them in Vicar yeah. Street. I've seen them down the country at gigs. Um, mm. They're uh, they're just a brilliant, brilliant live act. Yeah, amazing. I actually, uh, my son played in the same football team as Billy McGinnis's son. So ah, right. We used to talk a lot. On, yeah, uh, on the sidelines. Excellent. The showbiz dads on the sideline. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think his son's in a band. Oh, both of our sons are in bands. So brilliant. So we're hoping. We're hoping. <laughs> Hopefully, they could live. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Make some money out of that. Yeah, please, God. Yeah, yeah. That's why I have my young to train five times a week. Come on, you better be a great footballer. You better be a great footballer. <laughs> Your son is playing football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He? He's uh, he's fourteen. He plays for Bowes. Um, yeah. uh, the, he the, plays the, for Bowes. Yeah, oh, they, uh, they have the, a schoolboy team, yeah, obviously, yeah, as well. Right. But yeah, and no, I mean, he's doing very well. He signed for them last season uh, after a trial, and uh, wow. yeah, he's captain now, and all. And he's 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 flying. Yeah, he's really enjoying it, and uh, I'm praying, Joe, that he's my my pension. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, it's a long shot though <laughs> it's a usually long shot exactly <laughs> yeah. but on the other side he's gone but he's also a little bit of a 
funny guy and out like funny <laughs> like yeah. he is a bit of a funny lad and he, he loves the comedy and he is he's, he's actually quite sharp for his age you know mm. and I think he harbours ambitions of trying stand up when he's a bit older as well like you know yeah yeah so yeah we could Darren, have a your son Darren has yes Darren of course my eldest he's uh, he's uh, he's an established stand up now in his own right yeah uh, helps run the international for Des and Aiden and uh, MC's are quite a lot and he's done the laughter lounge he's done the Vodafone yeah he's got quite a few gig miles under his belt now at this stage yeah Right, yeah. So you, you're happy, on you? You made the decision. I, I mean, totally, Joe. Yeah, I don't, no yeah. regrets. Um, obviously, there's been times when you're going, geez, what was I bleeding thinking? <laughs> like, you know, I could be yeah. on easy street here. But, Joe, like, once I'd done the comedy and I'd seen what it was about, and, 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 and you know, there's, there's no replacing that feeling mm. of an amazing gig. Like, it's, it is, like, it's such a cliche and sounds a bit corny, but it is like a drug, and you just want more of it. And, um, and I, my head was mm. torn. I was in work just and dialing there in at that stage I was going through the motions my work was suffering a little bit and even in some of the appraisals from me, me bosses and all they're going eh kind of didn't really do the things we asked you for the last six months Eric that wasn't you wasn't really you weren't really in you weren't really present you know I was going yeah 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 no 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 I work harder and uh, I never did I was getting worse and worse and worse so when the thing came I was too happy to take it um, yeah of course it's just times when you're going through the dark, dark periods when you're not getting paid or you haven't got any gigs and you're going, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck was I thinking? But, but if I'm you still here. Back, you can't go back. I don't think you can go Well, I, I was talking to Eleanor Tiernan took a year out a, uh, where she could go back to her job. That's right. She went, a sabbatical or something she took, wasn't it? sabbatical, yeah. that's what yeah. it's called. Yeah. And she went back and lasted, a, I think, a week. Wow. Just, she just, just said, this is not for me. No. Yeah. I don't think I could ever do it again, Joe. I mean, I, got, I took up a job with Joe.ie. Yeah. And what do you do with Joe.ie? That's a completely different... It's mm. not a... a like it's, you're in an office, but it's a really yeah. cool environment. Like, very mm. creative people there. I, I'm, 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 I'm a staff journalist, is my title. Yeah. So, um, when I initially came in, I was full-time Monday to Friday, and then it just got in the way of other things, like like doing a bit of acting, like doing a bit some of the stand-up gigs I was missing, mm. lunchtime gigs I was missing, and I just fair play to them like Paddy McKenna was me was my editor Niall McGarry is the owner and I spoke to them and I said look is there any chance I could go part time mm. and I thought they were going to tell me to fuck right off like you know mm. but thankfully they said no listen if you want to do two days a week that's fine so that's where I'm at at the moment I'm doing two days right. a week with them I do a lot of front of, uh, face to camera stuff for them mm. and videos um, I, I do a lot of their uh, you know regular postings like gig listings best gigs of the week music gigs mm. um, but we're looking at trying to do a stand up comedy gig <laughs> it's just my gigs every week yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and song of the day so inadvertently I've become the Irish John Peel because everybody's sending me stuff now to, to listen as the new Irish song of the day kind of thing yeah um so it's a, did it's you a, do uh, did you do some kind of a mo- uh, motorbike thing in the I did route 66 yeah yeah that was, was brilliant that? because um Obviously, I do, like yourself, Joe, we've all done fundraising gigs for Temple Street over the years. And we know Angie, Angie McNulty, who's uh, part of the fundraising team there. And I was aware of this thing happening every two years. And I think she had approached Niall, who runs Maximum Media, which is the umbrella company for Joe, Joe Dottie and all that. And she got a bit of sponsorship off him. Mm. And she had a word about maybe sending one of us out there. And obviously, she mentioned me. uh, But she didn't tell me any of this. Mm. And I got a bit, I don't know, Niall rings me phone can you come into the office and I go oh Jesus what's this about and I walked in and he says you know Route 66 is happening next week I went yeah I do yeah yeah do you want to go on it I was like what do you want to go on the Route 66 I was like go, what? go on Route 66 and uh, and that's how quickly it happened Yeah. because what was happening was PJ Gallagher was already booked for it but PJ wasn't able to do the whole lot of it he was only able to do the first 
quarter of it mm. because he had to fly back to Morocco to do to go to his mate's wedding or something. Mm. So they needed someone else to take over. So I didn't do the whole lot of it, but I flew into Albuquerque, um, New Mexico, and I took over from PJ. He flew off then to back to Morocco, mm. and I did the rest of the, the journey across America, and it was one of the best experiences of my life. It was yeah. incredible. And I had to do a daily journal for Joe, a daily diary. Um, those things did really well on the site. Um, and also, because of the time difference, I had to ring into the Breakfast Republic every morning to Bernard and Jennifer and, and, uh, mm. and Keith. And so it'd be seven o'clock in the morning here, but back in America it was like I don't know, uh, one one or two in the morning in some states. Right, right, right. And after a day's riding Ride on the bike, bike, you know, and then obviously a couple of scoops afterwards, I was in bits, Joe. You know, with the jet lag as well, I was in bits, mm. and they're they're like full of beans. All right, we got Eric Lawler on the line here from uh, he's in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. How you doing, Eric? And I'd be like, Yeah, grand, yeah, yeah, had a great day today. <laughs> That's the kind of thing, and it was really tough, you know? Yeah, But yeah. it was an incredible experience, Joe. I mean, I would urge anyone to do it. It's an incredible thing. It happens every two years, and all you've got to do is you've got to raise 10 grand. Mm. And then once you... I mean, two years, that's that's really achievable, to mm. raise 10 grand for Temple Street, and then you get to go on Route 66. Yeah. And what kind of a bike were you on? Was it, uh, I don't have a motorbike license, so yeah. I have to be a pillion passenger. Oh, right, okay. So yeah. I was kind of... like Everyone was saying, oh, it's a pillion passenger. Oh, it's going to be terrible. Oh, you're going to have, you know, piles and all that because your ass be killing it because they're on yeah. the bike 10 hours a day. Yeah. But the modern bikes today, Joe, are incredible. I was on a Honda Goldwing. Right, for, right, for, right. And, and I was put into different teams each day. Mm. So it's like it's about 70 or 80 people go mm. and they're led by team captains who break up them into groups of six and seven mm. and they're all ex-guards and guards and all that kind of thing but they're all good, I have to say they're all good crack even for guards Joe they're all good crack you know <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but um, the, so I was on a Honda Goldwing PJ actually is a bike enthusiast so he knew he said Eric stay away from the Harleys he said they get too hot right. he said stay in the Honda Goldwings and it was incredibly comfortable it was like going on a really fast armchair Really, Joe, just, yeah. just like oh, what a way to see America. Seat, yeah. yeah, what a way to see America. Then, though. I suppose if you're a, if you're a pillion passenger, you can look around. Totally, yeah, exactly. I didn't have to keep my eyes on the road. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I, could, yeah. I could take everything in. It's yeah. amazing. And you go into real America, deep Americana. You right, know what I mean? you see the the poverty well, yeah. as well as the yeah, really? ditzy yeah. showbiz parts. Yeah, you know? yeah. You see real American. You meet real American people. The, the kind of hillbilly. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the hillbillies and also the, the a lot, we went to a lot of Indian plantations. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. we went. Like there was a place hmm. we went to called Gallup in Arizona and yeah. it's a real Indian plantation and, and there's a lot of history there of the Wild West and all that kind of thing yeah. and I remember we, we, we arrived and we you know we parked for the night and we went into the hotel and we had something to eat and then we saw a pub, pub across the road and the whole lot of us went over 60, 70 Irish men and women mm. walked into this pub a little small pub and there was about 7 or 8 Navajo Indians in the mm. band they were all playing pool drinking beer and when we walked in they all just stopped yeah. and they opened their jackets to show us their guns you know as if to say you better not be getting ready to kick off here. And then, we're so bizarrely, like, within half an hour, Joe, we were singing and dancing, playing pool with them, drinking and all this, and we were all best of pals, like, you oh, know. Yeah. And that's, I know it's another stereotype and such a cringy thing to say, but it's the the magnetism of the Irish personality <laughs> of the crack. <laughs> we overcame yeah, no, a potentially uh, serious situation Finbar, by just having to dance. Yeah, Finbar Fury told how many stories about uh, hanging out with the in, uh, Native Americans as well. Yeah. And, Kind of identifying Absolutely. the same culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. if there is identification, but maybe just a sub suppression. Suppression. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like we, we, we are, we, we, like our 
Or, yeah. or, you know, we, like, we can't get away from that, Joe. We are a suppressed race. We have been a suppressed race in the past. And there's that whole, like, not just by the Brits, but also by the Catholic Church. And, uh, yes. And, and you oh, know, the... Jesus, the, the yeah. <laughs> I think that's why we drink so much. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. And yeah. I think that's why the Indians drink so much as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're heavy drinkers, they are. Heavy yeah, they, drinkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. But we had a great night there. But that was the, that, that, that's just a tiny taste of it. Like, there were so many other things that we got to see and uh, amazing characters we met along the way. Mm. And the, like, the, 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 the icing on the cake was when we, the, the final leg of the journey was going into to Los Angeles, into Santa Monica. And I remember leaving the hotel that morning about six, seven o'clock in the morning and we were getting a, a full police escort by the LAPD through the streets of Los Angeles up to Santa Monica Pier. And the only time they ever do that and shut down the city is when the president arrives. So we felt really special. Yeah. Like, but the gas thing was, Joe, right? There was, there was a big motorcade of all us flying through and all the cars stopped and the, the, the LAPD we were flying ahead to the next stop to stop the traffic so that we could keep going and uh, and everyone was beeping and all and we were just waving at them going ah oh, look at the support but when we looked closer they were just beeping going who the fuck are these fucking fuckers who the fuck <laughs> and we thought they were waving at us we were like hell yes hey. thanks very much <laughs> cheers <laughs> Oh, uh, you can that was take, amazing. Take, take, you know, take <laughs> yeah. it as praise, whatever. But anyway, well, I mean, so there's, there you go. I mean, that's good reason to have given up your job. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know, yeah, he also sent me to the Champions League final as well in Berlin. The event was in Barcelona. Really? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was like the year before last. Mm. And it was great because I had a media pass. So mm. um, I was I had access to the training session. So I went to the Juventus training at the Olympic Stadium the day before the final nice. pod, but uh, you know, really close up and all that was, it was an incredible experience. But Berlin was my first time ever in Berlin as well and explored that. I was there for four days mm. and we had unbelievable we had tickets at the halfway line, you know, for the final of Juventus and Barcelona, Messi, Neymar, Suarez and an incredible final as well. The atmosphere was unbelievable, beautiful stadium. Mm. And that was another producer. Yeah, I've been very, very lucky, Joe. Very lucky. And was that the, uh, with Joe Donnelly, do you film it or you, you're, you're yeah. sending back reports all the time? And, well, and uh, what I did was I, I compiled a few little videos um, yeah, yeah, and just that. cut it together and put it yeah. into an editorial about my experience of Berlin, you know, yeah. day one, day two, day three and the match itself and uh, yeah it did well on the site like, amazing you know? that that's like an online thing it's, it's big, that's yeah. getting bigger than TV now isn't it well yeah kind of I think it's that they're moving towards that now Joe because like, yeah. the, the, like only in the last couple of weeks um, they finished building the studio in the offices so oh. the studio is designed to do TV it's designed to do podcasts and radio wow um, yeah purpose built like you know and they've yeah. hired a lot of people from t- with TV and radio backgrounds over the last couple of months yeah. and uh, yeah there is a real shift towards that away from even website even stuff lo- like you know online, and, yeah. and, you know they will always stick to get, stick to that but less so I think going forward you know mm. they, they want to do their own TV their own radio and all that kind of stuff wow cool yeah uh, Give him a call. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send on this podcast to them. I, Here, have I, a listen to this. I, I'll keep this bit quiet <laughs> until uh, I contact them. <laughs> I mean, you should. Of all people, you should be working for Joe.ie, you know? Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I should sue them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, listen, thanks for having the chats there. No, thanks uh, for having us, Joe. Uh, Eric, uh, that was brilliant. Thanks a lot. No worries a lot. Cheers. That's Eric Lawler. And next week we will have Christy Dignam. 
Um, so if you, I, I'm going to ask you again because I'm always asking, but yeah, got to do this, please, for me because it helps people find the podcast. If you could go on iTunes and give it, give it a star rating and if possible, a, a review, um, it spreads the word. If you like this podcast and, 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 and I presume you do, then, and you want other people to, uh, listen to it, then one way of doing that is to give it a star rating and it, of course another way to do it is recommend it but um, I, I've got a lot of new subscribers and listeners recently and, uh, and they have the joy of going back over the whole 69 episodes and got some great feedback so people do like the podcast when they discover it and if you can help me to get people to discover it one way you can do that is uh, to give it a star rating so go on it w- actually it doesn't take a minute it doesn't take a minute just go on do it and even a review if it's one line ah, that'd be, you know that'd be awesome and my twitter is Joe Rooney one the number one not the word uh, my website is www.joerooneycomedian.com uh, is there anything else of oh, the Facebook is Joe Rooney Comedian and uh, that's all well, you can Instagram whatever you know uh, that's yeah, Joe Rooney Comedian as well as far as I remember uh, yeah it is it is it is it is um, yeah thanks for listening and uh, uh, c- coming up I'm going to be doing a gig in Yonkers on the 8th of March yeah yeah, yeah look out for that that's all that's all yeah that's all okay and Nina look out for Nina anyway all my dates are on my website www.joerooneycomedian.com yeah okay so I'm on my way home it's uh, nearly 2 o'clock I'll be coming into Dublin soon the sky is kind of like a bruised uh, grey orangey kind of thing I think that's the glow of Dublin really it's not the sunrise nah it's not it's not well, it's only two so uh, coming back in I need to get to a petrol station I need to get oil for the car but I don't think we're that far away from petrol station I'll be okay yeah don't worry about it listen Don't you worry about it, okay? I'll be fine. See you next week. Bye!
Shake up your back-to-school routine at Whole Foods Market with fresh produce, snacks, supplements, and local favorites to jazz up any lunchbox or pantry. And with a big selection of ready-to-heat meals like vegetable lo mein and chicken tikka masala, it's easy to keep the family fueled up for the week. Always made with the high standards you trust from Whole Foods Market, like banning 230-plus ingredients from all food. All the more reason to make the flavors of Whole Foods Market part of your routine.